You've heard the pods. Now see the smods. Csmod.com, your one-stop shop for tickets and info to all upcoming live Smodco shows. Meet the comic book men at Steel City Con, Monroeville, PA, April 7th through 9th. The Hollywood Improv host HBO with Kevin Ralph on April 8th. Get old with Jay and Silent Bob in Lawrence, Kansas, April 18th. St. Louis has Jay and Silent Bob getting old on Wednesday, April 19th. Check out Kev Solo in Bakersfield on April 22nd. That Kevin Smith spends an evening in San Luis Obispo on April 23rd. Friday, April 28th, Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Ralph at the Hollywood Improv. Jay and Silent Bob get old in Alberta, Canada, Saturday, April 29th. Regina, Canada, get old with Jay and Silent Bob on Saturday, May 6th. Tidewater Comic Con in Virginia Beach, get ready for JMU's Saturday, May 13th and Sunday the 14th. Kevin Smith goes solo in Phoenix, Saturday, May 13th. Don't miss Jay and Silent Bob getting old at the Irvine Improv, Thursday, May 18th. Jay Muse in Niagara Falls at the Niagara Falls Comic Con, June 2nd through the 4th. Phoenix gets an evening with Jason Muse on Thursday, June 22nd. Jay makes a stop in Raleigh, North Carolina at Raleigh Supercon, July 14th through 16th. Florida Supercon in Fort Lauderdale gets Jay Muse on July 27th through the 30th. August 11th has Jay and Silent Bob getting old in Boston. An evening with Kevin Smith hits Nashville on Sunday, October 8th. Bookmark csmod.com and we'll see you in your town soon. Ah, it's oh so quiet. It's oh so still. Hey everybody, welcome to Feed. You're all alone. <laughs> I'm Matt I'm Scott Bozier and singing. we are in. <laughs> <laughs> that sound you hear is the streets of Paris, France. Paris. Gay Paris avec Mosier un no. Matteo. <laughs> Matteo? <laughs> My Spanish name. Is that your Spanish name? Well, it's Matt. It's Matthew in Spanish. It's Matteo. Okay. I'm not doubting you. I mean, you. Are you, do you not believe me? No, I totally Just, believe I mean, you, you 100%. Can, you could ask me. I believe you everything you tell me. Thanks, Scott. Uh, welcome to the first Phoebe. That's why, a I, long that's time. why you have done those things to me. <laughs> <laughs> things no one else has ever done. No, Scott. It's good if I put it in here. We were we, the reason we waited was to build up anticipation. Yeah, we really could have recorded hundreds of these. Um, and the truth is, is nobody prompted us to. There are no sponsors left. <laughs> there are no sponsors. I think if we were doing the podcast on a regular basis, we'd probably have some sponsors. It's true. Uh, in fact, I think we, uh, last year, it was like, hey, Casper wants to sponsor you guys, but you were already gone. Oh, really? Yeah. I, feel I like, didn't hear that. I feel like that happened. I believe everything you say, so I'm like, that's another <laughs> moment where I'm like, that happened, and I didn't know about it. Um, so, Scott, everyone's been wondering, what's it like in Paris? It is, uh, it's very nice. I gotta uh, say, I agree. You're here in my apartment. You're here in my Parisian apartment. We came, we came out. Dory and I, my wife and I, came out to uh, Scott's. Uh, Scott and Alex have a, a, a beautiful Parisian apartment in a, in a building that I would describe as um, Parisian. <laughs> it, it, it. Um, we are. It, it's quintessential Parisian. Yeah. Um, it it feels like we we the were stairs are marble. It's it's a beautiful building. The, the doors are giant and wood, and the the ceilings are covered with uh, things. I don't know what you call it either. I feel a little uncouth, but it's a very it's a it's a really it's an awesome building and an awesome apartment. And yeah, we very specifically were like, okay, if we're gonna spend time in Paris, yep. let's let's. Let's kind of do it right. Somebody told me who's already been here, they're like, look, if you're going to come here for a period of time, which is why we're here for a, a, an extended period of time, he was like, just don't 
don't sort of try to don't skimp don't skimp he's like just enjoy it and go for it so we went for it and you're doing it and, and we're doing it and it's nice and we just walked down to uh an irish pub <laughs> in paris scott and i decided that we wanted guinness and we walked to an irish pub uh what's the pub called harry harry no i thought it was um hold on i'll find it not that anybody really cares. So we went to an Irish Somebody pub. Cares. It's painted, Somebody cares. It's painted green, and it had Guinness on the window and Heineken, and we said, that's a place we could probably get down. So I've been there before. Mm-hmm. I, I walked I walked by it. And it, it did it pique your interest? Yes. I looked at it, and I noted it, and I said, hmm, I bet they have good Irish drinks. It was also... Um, because I had walked by it once, and it it feels, um, it doesn't it it's been there a while. Yeah, it does not smell like a place that just opened or anything. And you can go there and watch. Like I'll go there and watch rugby, or mm-hmm. you can catch. They have hockey. They have hockey. They've had hockey on before. Although the Great Canadian Pub, which is um, more towards the. Um, Saint Germain mm-hmm. area, there's the Great Canadian Pub. And that will always have some motherfucking hockey on. <laughs> now they have put, they have other things on, but where would I go? You know, uh, April third, Scott is the opening day for the Boston Red Sox. Where would I go watch that? Oh man, like where would you go get? Um, where would I get my Red Sox on? Oh boy, I don't know that. I don't watch. I don't. You know. Not, right. not to upset anybody, but I'll stream it. I don't necessarily watch a lot of baseball. I'm gonna, so I'm going to stream it. I don't watch a lot of baseball, so let me set the scene for everybody. We're in a we're in one of Scott's bedrooms in his apartment. Yep, we're in we're in a bedroom with two twin beds. Yeah, <laughs> and we're both laying down. We are doing this podcast. <laughs> well, you were trying to be more. I was trying to sit, and then you I just kept be... looking at you, and I was like, God, he looks fucking comfortable. I am. Um, Collins Pub is what it's called. Collins Pub. Yep. If you're ever in Collins Pub, or ever in Paris, head to Collins Pub, get yourself a Guinness. If you're on the Rue de Grenelle, then you can go to Collins Pub and have a Guinness, it's, and watch some, some it, football or rugby. And you know what else you can see? You can see two dogs there. One is on a leash that stays behind the bar. I don't know. That's the first time I've seen that dog. Okay, well, because I admit it, like I'm in Paris, and generally I'm I'm absorbed in the Parisian lifestyle. Right. I am a pub person. Uh-huh. I enjoy pubs. Yeah. I enjoy pubs in in L.A. I enjoy a good pub, especially one that like that to me has it's like it feels like a pub. Right. And uh, I was just in London, but I was so when I walked by that my the editor on my movie Chris Cartagena he had found that he's he's australian and he had found that so he took me there because there's another one nearby but it feels like something that somebody made two years ago yeah you don't want that i don't want that you want something that feels ensconced in the area yes and anyway so the the dog behind the counter yep no 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 tiny little collie i had no experience with right the little white one yep that I've seen a lot. And that dog stays outside. The dog is like, and I remember the first time I went there, it's like the dog, because Matt and I were sitting out front, and it just sits out on the curb. Like, it's right by the curb. Yeah. And cars are whipping by. Dangerous. It's right next to the motorcycle lane. It's super dangerous. As a dog owner, I found it alarming. But then you sit there and watch it long enough, and you go like, eh. Like, I guess if that was my dog, I'd be like... Like it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem erratic or crazy. It knows the that boundaries. Dog, that dog seems to know where to go, when to go, and who to pee on. It tried to pee on Matt. Sure did. I moved my foot just in time, but it tried to claim me. That was maybe a sign of affection. Uh, I hope so, um, because not long after that, we witnessed what was almost a French fracas. We did a fracas. <laughs> Guys, I don't know what was happening. So we were sitting at a table for two, and and behind Matt's back, uh-huh. it's like an old couple approached. Yeah, one and a, holding a pot of flowers. Yes, yeah, so they were wrapped in a plastic bag. An older gentleman, gray-haired, like, guess yeah. his age. I would say he was... Uh, late, late 60s? Late, no, I would say he was... 
70s. In his 70s, yeah. for sure. He was an older Late dude. 70s. And his wife, uh-huh. and they were petite. Similarly aged, I would yes, say. Yes, but they were petite. Yep. And then there was a dude, um, a young gentleman, 20s. I got to say he was probably a, a, a early 20s. A son of an of of the owner or the or the I I'm not going to I'm not going to speculate gonna, on relation. <laughs> well, I am. That's I'm not going to speculate on whether they were related or not. I'm going to say that they were that they were you know, he might have worked there, who knows. <laughs> who knows. So. But anyways, out of suddenly out of nowhere they were, they were having an animated conversation, and the the old man, I was sitting outside, obviously, with Scott, and the old man looked at me and was like, we, we, and I said, we. I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. Did you fucking start it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> was it like... Because I never thought about it right now, where it's like you created consensus between the two of you, and then he's like, that guy said we. Like, fuck you, you fuck. And then it started. Um, Yeah, so I I don't know what it was over, obviously, because it was in French, but the young man who was holding cleaning supplies. Yeah, it was Swiffer and a few other things. Swiffer and some cleaning fluid. Yep. Proceeded to um, push the old man. He pushed the old man. He pushed the, the old man. Got, the woman got startled and she started fucking yeah. then, calling him some names, then, I assume. Then a move came that I don't quite understand. The young man took off his his moped helmet. Yeah, he was getting ready to leave on a scooter. Yeah. And, and then he de-helmeted. He de-helmeted. Where, like, if you're in a fight and you have a helmet on... Regardless of age. Good for you. You have a helmet on. Yeah, it's their fault. It's their fault for not... pick a fight with a guy with a helmet. helmet. Yeah. But he took his helmet off. New segment of feed. Lessons in fighting. (laughs) Lessons in fighting. (laughs) Feed fights. Wear a helmet all the time. (laughs) Wear a helmet. If you're ever in a fight, please wear a motorcycle helmet. You're Uh, better off. Oh, like a full face helmet. You're golden. Oh, my God. It will obscure your vision. Your vision. Sure, but you can take so many head blows. And you get headbutt. Oh, it's going to be. Your head becomes a weapon. It's the ultimate in fighting attire. All right, that's the end of of part of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, he dropped his helmet and then proceeded to be... And people were holding him back. Hold, Yeah, and we don't know if he was being grandiose or if he was grandstanding in the fact that like he we wanted someone to hold him decide. back. We could decide. The people were old enough for... That's my guess because I'm like... Or we could have watched a young guy just beat the shit out of two old people. It was... I mean, we could have got up. It was crazy. We weren't going to get up <laughs> at any point. There was no... Nothing could have happened that would have made us leave where we were sitting. Well, you definitely like feel a little bit just like we we're. I mean, other people were involved, so it wasn't like something bad was happening in a mat, and I didn't get involved. But when it's all in another language, yeah, you are just like, I don't know, maybe it's his parents. Maybe, yeah, I'm like, well, maybe, maybe they both have a point. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe in France, there's like, no, 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 you don't, no, I can't because be you sure. know, like, there's customs. There could have been somebody who's like, no, 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 like. In France, if an old person starts some shit and a young person beats him up, it's fine. Yeah, that could be like on the book somewhere. Like that could be a lot. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's like you don't you don't step in between French people fighting it's if like, you're not French. You don't have to pick up dog shit, and you can beat up old people. That could be French rules. I don't know about off like officially unofficial rules. Yeah, not like and not like part of the not like in the in the in the French law books. No. It's like customs. It's like you kiss, like kissing people, kissing on, the on cheek. both cheeks, and beating up old people. All okay. Because I've like talked to some of the people I work with, and it's like handshaking and hugs is very weird. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh no, I didn't know that. Well, the one woman I was talking to, it's so weird that you would just like you know women just like squash their boobs together and hug as opposed to just like you know give a little peck on the cheek. Interesting. They think it's weird. Well, they think it's a weird custom. They think hugging is a weird custom. Yes. Huh. Hugging's very American. They find it very per. Like my understanding is that that's very personal. Oh. So it's not really like they're these. I like my impression from them is like it's a very weird way to greet somebody. 
<laughs> and, and in America, I gotta be honest, I've never thought about it. And, and there has been like a, it feels a little bit like in America, there's been a steadily, it's like the people that you hug has, gets broader and broader. Yeah, it gets. I find people in America who hug me where I'm like, what the fuck? I just met you like last, like I met you a week ago. Right. And now you're hugging me. Yeah. I, don't, I think it should stop. All right. Do you know what? I'm gonna try, I'm gonna go back to America and I'm gonna start a campaign to stop the hugs. I mean, you can hug at a certain point. I just think there needs to be. But like what's a the line. point? Well, it's like it's 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 another moment where you're like suddenly hugging feels not that intimate, right? Where you hug so many people that it doesn't matter. Yeah, like you bro hug or you do something. Like I've had like I've had some people reach. Like there's some people that like not not here in Paris because they don't want to hug. Right. They. The the kiss on the cheek they consider to just be like a greeting. Yeah, it's like oh hey how you doing, Mm -hmm. Um, which is something I try to get used to because it's like it's it's just like a that feels like a line past even hugging to me. No, as an American, it's it it. I will say that over time, it becomes less personal. Yeah. When the one woman described to me, she's like, it's so weird. You're like mashing your bodies together. You don't even know people. Because the face kissing thing is like very like. Yeah. You know, and half the time you just like. You're not like getting a little tongue on that cheek. Well, no, you're not doing that. And it's just like a little like, hello. But like the hugging, her point is like. And I've had people do that too. Like I've had a few people, not like. Just like a few moments where like some dudes tried to bro hug me and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like what in France? No. No, no, no. When I was in when I was stateside. In, when I was stateside and I was leaving, there was a few people that I was like, Why are you hugging me? <laughs> like I'm like, I've never hugged you before. Why are we doing this now? And it's like I'm leaving and you're like especially if you bro hug me, which I don't like. What is a bro hug? Define a bro hug. One arm. For the listeners at home. One arm. What is the other arm doing while you're bro hugging? Usually the bro, hold up, let me see. The bro hug is like, here, you got to get up. Oh, boy. Here we go, guys. This podcast. Root. Physical segment. Okay. Hold on. I dropped your keys. It's right. like, um. So hang on. Scott's going to, I'm shaking Scott's hand, it. and then we're going in. Oh, I see. Hug. So it's a handshake with a hug. So it starts with the, it starts with the handshake, right? Uh-huh. So you're so right and right. Right and, and right. You, and then you bring it in. Bring it in the left hand. And then that's a bro hug. Interesting. And people do it. Yeah, no, I've I've been I've certainly been a part of those hugs. I just never really thought to call them bro hugs. But I guess that makes Chicks total don't sense. Do that. that makes total sense. You never seen Dory do that. No, not that I know of. Dory and I bro hug each other all the time. That's how we greet. Yeah. <laughs> we shake hands and you're then just embrace. Like, hey, how's our, it going? And then embrace our left hands. Morning. Morning, honey. Morning, honey. Shake pattern now. Um, I remember one time I like I didn't do it on for any reason, but I think I was uh, hugging Alex. And I patted her. She was like, "What the fuck is that?" Oh, patted on the back. Yeah, that is weird. I don't know why I that did is, it. It is a weird thing to do to your wife. <laughs> I don't know why I did. It. I don't even know if I was doing it. Like, what is the pat though? It's like it's a whole other level of hugging. Well, the pat. It's like. It's like I don't want to make constant contact with you, so I'm just going to like pat you on the back. Well, the pat can also be like a tag out. Or like hugs over. <laughs> <laughs> Tap out. Yeah, we're just like you're hugging someone and you're like Yeah, okay. All right. Got it. One, two, done. Yeah, okay, we're done. That can be your tap out if you pat somebody. And I think that's why she said, "What are you fucking doing?" And I was like, "I don't know why I did it. I was like, I was spacing out. I wasn't. I, wasn't, I probably wasn't. You weren't committed you to weren't, the hug. You weren't. You weren't there. You weren't mentally engaged. I wasn't present in the hug. I admit it, Scott. I made that mistake. I never made it again. I think. That, I think about it every time. I think about it all the time because I'm like, I don't know like that what happened, but. The pat feels very maternal or, or like fatherly, almost like, there they go. All right. There you go. There you go, Maddie. I, d- I don't. What do your parents call you? Uh, I think they call me Matt. You know? That's pretty. They never had like a, hey, 
scrubby. <laughs> scrubby? Is that tubby? What are you saying, Scott? Yeah, like you wash a lot. I don't know. Uh, no, my dad, when I was a kid, my dad called me Hooper. He still does sometimes. Ah, that's cute. Yeah. Because of... Yeah, I'll be like, he's talking to you, he's like, good to see you, Hooper. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah. All right. He shortens it to hoop sometimes. It's like, thanks for coming out. Thanks for coming to see us, Hoop. <laughs> <laughs> it's because of Matt Hooper. Hey, thanks for coming all the way out here to see us, Hoop. From Jaws. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, because my dad kind of sounds like Quint. We appreciate it. Hoop, eh? Hoop, eh? Um, oh, he sounds like Quint? A little bit. A little bit? He's got the accent. Pretty thick. I'll catch him. Um, well, I don't know. Find him for three. Chief. But I'll Chief. catch him and kill him for ten. That doesn't sound like it. Not at all. At all. <laughs> but those are the lines. Impersonations. <laughs> <laughs> Feeb segment. Impersonations. Feeb impersonations. <laughs> okay, Bill Clinton. So, I'm the president. <laughs> <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that woman. That's, right? That's, are, you, are we trying? That was my. That was my. Are we trying? You said this is. Feeb, are we going to impersonate? This off? is feed impersonation. Right, let me try. This is my Clinton. <laughs> I did not have sex. No, that sounds like Jimmy Carter. <laughs> <laughs> let me explain. It sounds like that's also Jimmy Carter. No, it also sounds more like um, the. Hey, you listen here, Bobby. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. yeah that's more. That's her. Uh, Bill Clinton. I did not have sex with that woman. No, he doesn't say that. He says I did not have sexual relations. I did not woman. have. I did not have. Se- I can't do Bill Clinton. Mm. Really. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> All right, what's next? Uh, uh, Jack Nicholson. Uh, this is gonna sound terrible. <laughs> um, Weedle. Uh, <laughs> Jack. <laughs> Jack Nicholson. Jack. Jack. <laughs> Wait a <like. clears throat> I don't know if it's hurting me that I'm sitting down. I think it is. I it think is? you sit up, like you'll have it. You'll feel it. You'll like... feel it. There you go. Oh, yeah. Now I feel it. <sighs> well, what's like? I can't say that line. You could say, Wait till they get a load of me. Sure. Wait till they. <clears throat> Wait, cause it's, but he had all that, that prosthetic. He so. did at that point, yes. Wait till they get a load of me. Between your knees. Between your knees. I can't do Jack Nicholson either. Uh, my wife is out in the world, and she told me that she found the Times Square equ- equivalent of Paris. Where? I don't know. Is she in the Marais? I don't know. That's a great question. Where? Can you wait find till, your friend? Wait till they get a load of wait till, Wait till they get a load of me. That's pretty good. Right? Okay. You win right. that one. Who's you next? Totally win What's that the one? next one? No. I don't know. You're... I picked. You now pick. You said Bill Clinton. I said Jack Nicholson. Wait No. Don't do it again. <laughs> I was trying to recover. <laughs> um, uh, 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 um. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Scott and I had a discussion over drinks about how much we don't enjoy impressions and here we are doing <laughs> Al Pacino uh, <clears throat> okay wait no you have to go then oh I do oh wait you no. s- I say okay. yeah yeah uh, hmm how do I do Al Pacino cause she got a great ass you got your head all the way up it. That's what he does in Heat. That's Heat. That's Heat Al Pacino. <laughs> Talking to Hank Azaria. <laughs> oh, God. I don't even know why I brought that up. It's your turn, bro. You. Oh, okay. See, I, I like can't where get it's out of my voice. I can't get out of my own voice. Um, um, oh, fuck. This was just on the other night. But he's not a snitch. All right. But he's not a snitch. <laughs> that, um, that's pretty good, Scott. Uh, fuck. What is that one part of the speech he makes? 
I was half the man I used to be. I'd take a flamethrower. I don't uh-huh. sound like it at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's I pretty I may be good. quoting the lines, but I don't sound like it Guys, at all. that does it for feed impressions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sparing you another what a, what a, horrible what a, segment. What a segment we yeah. just had there. Uh, so my wife is at the Champs-Élysées. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, Champs-Élysées. Yeah, you know yeah. That song? Oh, Champs-Élysées. Je pars de sur l'avenue. Champs-Élysées. Champs-Élysées. That word personating instruments. Okay. Left handed guitar. Pretty good, right? There's a left-handed guitar store here, Scott. Yeah, you in went. Paris. So I decided to walk. You live about on foot. You live an hour and uh, an hour and ten minutes away from this on foot. So I decided to go on foot because you were getting your steps in. I was like, let me get my steps in. I like to get twenty thousand steps a day. So I got there and I had about five minutes before the French gentleman closed for lunch. And, oh, so you got there and you're like, um, I got there and I looked at everything and it was pretty much what I expected it would be. It was a lot of, uh, brands I didn't recognize. Um, well, that's exciting. Yeah. And a lot of, uh, you know, fenders and a lot of fenders that I already have and didn't need. So I, you know, but I went in there, left, it was all lefties, all left-handed guitars. What's it called? Uh, Le Gaucher. Which means left-handed. Nice. Lugarcher. Uh, Lugarcher. Lugarcher. And I, you know, it was great to be in there. I didn't touch anything. I didn't play anything. Cause I just you didn't have didn't, any time. I was like, I don't have time to bother this guy. Like we uh, we go to lunch. Guy's trying to go get his fucking baguette sandwich that he's going to eat walking. They, uh, they go to lunch here. Scott, I thought that this whole thing of French people eat baguettes and walk was a myth oh no there's fucking motherfuckers walking around with bread everywhere everywhere you look people are mowing down baguettes and baguette sandwiches and the baguette is lovely here yeah it's a good baguette and there's good baguette but there is baguette everywhere it's crazy people just walk and eat yep it's like no one stops to eat um, I mean, people sit around and eat all the time, but people will grab a baguette and they'll grab it and then they, they're, on, they're on their way home and they're like, mm, oh, and then they eat some. I do it too. I wonder, I'll rip the top off of a baguette. On the way home? Yeah, especially bring, if it's warm. Wait, are you supposed to not eat the whole baguette? What do you mean? Like, because you're saying you just re- rip the top off and bring the rest home? I mean, I don't my think I've ever is, eaten the whole baguette. My question is, like, these you people, went to our the patisserie by our house, so it's yeah. like that's pretty close. We're only like a block and a half right. away. Yeah, and, and they that, have really good baguette. Do they have warm ones sometimes? Sometimes, yeah, you gotta oh, get there at the man. right time. I mean, some of the if you get up really early in the morning, and sometimes I recommend it, and you go to certain areas and you can smell them baking bread. It's pretty amazing. Oh man! Oh, everybody eats bread here, fantastic. but everybody everybody's thin. It's true. What is that all about? I don't know. I Break eat tons of shit here. Why, I eat tons why, of shit here. Why are they thin and eating bread? Um, How are they doing it? I eat a lot. Of, I eat totally different here than I did in the U.S. Yeah. I eat a lot more shit. But you, you know, you seem as felt as ever. So I eat. I have a totally different diet. I eat a lot more. F- I eat a lot more food. I s- sit down to more meals. But what is I walk it? everywhere. Do you think that it's the walking that keeps people trim? Do you think that it's the... I guess in New York, too, you don't really see too many... You see a lot of thin, trim people because everyone's walking. Yeah. You know, one time I went to New York and I walked 60,000 steps, Scott, in a day. In New York. Which was actually something like 20 miles. Like from the... I got in on a... On a very early flight, went to meet my wife at the hotel. She was on her way to work. I was like, oh, I'll walk you to work. And it was like 8.30 in the morning, and then I just kept walking the whole day. I walked and ate pizza and walked and ate pizza. Well, so it all worked out. It was really a great day. It was February last year, and it was fucking freezing. It 
It, I was in New York in February last year. It was freezing. Oh, it was the sub. There was like the what was it? Polar vortex was coming in. Yeah, I don't know. I just remember like the there was an open fire hydrant that frozen. Do you need any? Do you miss anything from the United States, Scott? Anything that you wish that you could walk downstairs and get? Is there something that I'm like? Oh, I wish I could just. I'm like, oh, there's that one thing. Where I'm like, oh, yeah. you can't get. Yeah. Um, not really. <laughs> nothing well but i'm like i don't know if i like as far as food goes like i'm not somebody who eats like my diet and what i would eat is generally i know that's laying down in bed it's like it's hard it was a good idea it was a great idea idea. like i mean i feel like we should just take naps oh jet lag i don't even have jet lag i I do i have work lag (laughs) um but they like my diet hasn't changed so much, so it's not like I was like, oh, when I'm in the states, I love to eat Pringles and hang on, like hang blah, on, blah, blah. hang on. You or just drink said Coca-Cola. you just said your diet's very different out here, and now you're saying your diet hasn't changed very much, Scott. Oh, one I didn't of, mean to say that. Both of those can't be true. So my diet is not that different. Uh-huh. Well, I eat differently in the sense of, of proportion. And how much I have, like, sit-down meals and stuff like that is much more. You're not eating – wait, you are eating more frequently or less frequently but more. I eat less frequently but more. I don't snack. That's what I noticed about here. That's what I noticed. There's no real time to snack. Yeah, you just don't snack. Like, Like for lunch today, I I grabbed a baguette that had ham in it, and I, you know, it was – I would say it was probably about a – half maybe eight inch long baguette with ham one of those sandwiches yeah and i ate it and walked and that was it that was my lunch you just it's like a different like sometimes here if i go to like if i have lunch um if i go out for a lunch lunch near the studio um then when i and then alex does and then i come home and then we just have like you know a little wine and yeah bread and cheese little plate maybe yep. a little salad mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you see i just eat like it's just different i don't snack here yeah we don't have like a drawer full of like i try not to i haven't trader joe's wasabi right wasabi thin rice crackers trader joe's here's more peanut air butter, peanut butter filled pretzels yes that though man that's... this shit exist it exists you can go get stuff like that yeah but it's, I just don't crave, like, I don't have that same kind of cravings. Right. It's probably because you're, just, you're shit eating in a, meals. And I you're think f- there's shit in American food. There has to be. Yeah. Like, it's crazy, right? Like, there there's has to be. There's something in it. There's just, some, it's a different, like, it's, it's, it's a very different um, feeling about food here. Yeah. Like, I'm never going, like, oh, my God, like. I just want to keep shoving things into my face. Yeah. Like I tend to be like, if you pick up something to eat. Yeah. You pick and up you a eat little it, thing and then you're good. And, but then you feel satiated. Yeah. You feel full. You're just like, Oh, that was good. Like yeah. that's what I wanted. As opposed to in America where I feel like sometimes you could order a meal and eat like all of it and be like, Oh God, I'm still hungry. Like there's, there's something here where like it just feels more dense. Like the food that's just feels more dense. What, what is you know that? what I'm saying though? I do know what you're saying. Like you just and I've go, noticed it. Like you're just like, oh fuck, I'm hungry, and then you take, you'll eat something, and you're like, oh, I'm good. We've been here for we've been here what three days? Yeah. And you know, it's been the only snacking I've done this entire time was just now on the way back from the pub when I stopped at one of these Patisserie. patisseries, and I was like, I gotta try a French brownie. Yeah. And then I bought a also bought a chocolate croissant because I was like, I feel bad only spending two dollars. They don't care. They They don't don't care. care. They don't. But I go to get a baguette and it's like a dollar. Yeah. It's a euro. Yeah. You go get a baguette. There's a couple different kinds of baguettes. See, like the, the, we found the, you know, you can search for that. You found your, you found your baguette? We found the baguette. We used to actually have a good baguette back in LA. From where? Cookbook. Oh. Right in Echo Park. Oh. 
I thought you were saying that you had a baguette recipe in a cookbook. No, no. There was a place where we could buy like a really solid baguette. Have you ever really tried to make baguette. a baguette? Do you know how long it takes to make a baguette? No, do you? It's a very complicated process. I've looked at the recipe and I've watched them make it on, on America's Test Kitchen. Matt just went totally horizontal. Hey. Hey, how you doing? I just want to say up? welcome to Feeb Sleep. Welcome to the Feeb Sleep Sleepover. Do you think that people are angry that it took us this long to do it and we're doing a low energy podcast? Although, come on, we had so many new segments today. I don't know if this is low energy. We had feed fights. We had I'm, feed pressions. Compared to like episodes where I would come over to your house and I was tired and I'd almost fall asleep. Yeah. This is like, this, this is, is the height. This is the most energetic we've ever been. Um, yeah. And this is, uh, we're doing this not for us. We're doing it for you, the listener. It's true. We're not here to make a podcast because we felt like making a podcast more than anything in the world. We were like. Well, we could have gone to the Louvre. We could have gone to the Louvre. We could have gone to Disneyland Paris. We could have gone to the Louvre. <laughs> we could have gone to the Louvre. <laughs> we could have stayed at that Irish pub with the little white dog oh, and I waited for another there. fight. I could have probably had three more. And sometimes I just want to get us. I don't give a shit what anyone says. It's so good. It's so good. It's my favorite beer. It is. I don't know what makes Guinness so it's delicious. Oh, it's so, so smooth, Scott. It's the nitrogen. It's just it. It also is not the alcohol content isn't so high that I always feel like oh fuck. Yeah, it's five point five percent. Have you been to the Guinness Brewery in Ireland? No, I've never been to Ireland. I've been to Scotland. I've never been England. to Ireland either. I wanted to go. I was the you know we were originally going to come out the week a week earlier than we did. Yep. Which, you know, in retrospect, it would have been nice if we did that because you would have been here the whole time. But, it's true. Um, you know, there were Dave Matthews was playing in Dublin. And I was oh. like, oh, I could take a quick skip over to Dublin, watch Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds, and then, and then have a Guinness in a real Guinness place. But I didn't do it. And I regret that a little bit. I would like to go. Um, I have not been to Ireland. I'd love to go to Ireland and then go back to Scotland. Yeah. Scotland. And then... Um, Scotland. And William Wallace. That's good, feet right? Pressions. Feet yeah. Pressions. That was a good feet pressure. William Wallace on the toilet. <laughs> oh. 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 Free. Oh, freedom. Oh. <laughs> that was his poop. Hitting uh, more poop because in those we'll days you didn't spears. shit in the toilets. We'll build spears. We'll build spears. I'll live all day. <laughs> all right. We went back to Phoebe Pressions for a moment. All right. It was a, it was a Phoebe Pressions interlude. We're going to bust in and out of it. Scott, what do you... Now that you're in Paris, all right, people are wondering. There are many questions for you. I'm sure their no. number one question is, what's your favorite thing about being in Paris? Um, I enjoy not driving. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was doing a pretty gnarly commute. Longtime listeners of Phoebe know that Scott's uh, most hated thing on the planet Earth was driving from his home in Eagle Rock to his work in Santa Monica. It was... I mean, Echo Park, not Eagle Rock. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so after multiple years, because I had, like, two jobs that were within a block of each other, I, I, I enjoy so much the... That I walk everywhere. We don't have. A, I mean, we don't have a car here. You don't really need it. Have you been on the train yet? The metro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't do it as much as Alex has been doing it a bit more than I am because generally I work a lot. But yeah. I'm. I'm like I can walk to work. I only live. You know, we only live like it's like an eight ten minute walk. So Oof. I'm not really on the metro at all. But we did it last weekend when we went to the. Um, we took the metro to go to the uh, the modern art museum oh le musee des modernes yeah i made that up it's called yeah it's a guy's name the rodan the felix unger the steve austin 
Say it again. I'm just coming up with names for this museum. Oh, no, it's not Steve Austin. <laughs> oh, hold on. Are you sure it's not Steve Austin? It's not the Steve Austin Museum of Modern Art. Jim Rockford. Nope. Yeah. You're wrong. Frank Colombo. Nope. Oh, so close. Um, so we took... What was the fall guy's name? I was Lee... Uh, oh, what was his the character The character name? name. Colt Seavers. <laughs> nice. Fuck yeah, man. Bang it. <laughs> That's a pretty good name. I might jump an open drawbridge <laughs> or Tarzan from a vine. Because I'm the unknown stunt man who makes Eastwood look so fine. I The Fall Guy is an underrated theme song. You know who sang it? Uh, Lee Marvin? No, fucking Lee Major sang it. That's what I meant. Um, how's it start? I used to know the whole thing. Dude. Um, the unknown stunt man who makes it. There it is. Let me see if I can remember. Snapping. And to kiss and tell. But I've been seen with Farah. I've been living with anything. Less than so fine. Then the life will change fields on grass with a girl named Bo. Just don't up his mind. It's a death and life I leave. I take my chances. I die for living in the me. I ever do is watch my leading ladies kiss some other guy with a bandage on my knee. My gentleman all building Tom brand new car. I'm the unknown stock man. such a star. much time in school but I've taught ladies plenty <laughs> out for pay hey hey I'm grinning over Cheryl Teague so fun to book a Welch up in the hay it's only hay hey hey I'm not jumping open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine Cause I'm the unknown stamp man Make these wood look so fine Douglas Bar never make me I, I can't believe that this is still going <laughs> Some days I've got home as far as the eye can Oh, this is, this, 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 song, the full, this is the full version of the song Yeah, they, I, they, I can't that's, believe, like, that, that's like the single release I can't believe how many women he name checks in that song. He does. The Cheryl Teagues one is like, she wasn't really an actress, was she? No, but she she was a lady. I know, but he was like, his point of the song is that he... He He he, doesn't get to kiss all the women he does stunts for? Yeah. I think it's pretty selfish. They don't know him anything. It's true, I hire my body up for pay. Hey, hey. Uh, kids, if you've never seen The Fall Guy, check it out. It's fine. I haven't seen it in a long time. I liked it when I was a kid. It's kind of just like he's a stunt guy, and then he's got some sexy friends, and then fucking they stop crime or something. It's a great idea for a show, you know? I've been on five for sure. That's you're doing a pretty good Lee Majors impression. I think I could. I think I should play. I think that someone. I want, this is my next move. I want to leave Paris. I want to go straight on the set of a Lee Majors biopic, <laughs> played by me. I love it, Scott. I think we can get funding for that, but only covering the Fall Guy period. Oh, here yeah, we go. I'd like to play that. Do your Jim Rockford impression that everybody loves so much. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Is that what he says? Is that his catchphrase? <laughs> oh no.
fucking hot dogging. Nobody does this shit anymore. Nobody's doing this. I wonder, I wonder who played guitar on the Rockford Files theme song. What if it was like Tommy Tedesco? I don't know. Who played the synth? The synth dude's jamming. I mean, I, that's good. That sounds a lot like the Main Street Electrical Parade sound. Who played on Rockford Files? Main Street Electrical Parade. Oh, this is the full parade. I don't want that. What the fuck are you talking about? What is that? That's just terrible audio. Scott, I want to find out who. I want to find out who who played guitar in the Rockford Files theme. Who? No, let's find out. Guitar. Who's your guess? Uh, Tommy Tedesco. The Rockford. Rocky Rockford. That's some like shredding right there. James dead. Could be Carlton. He was one of Mike Post's favorites. Uh, Dan. Dan. Is it Dan Carlton? Is that a person? I don't know. I'm going to look it up. No, not that I'm seeing. Guys, if you know who's, who played guitar on the Rockford Files theme, tweet at us. <laughs> Rockford Files, yes. Hashtag Rockford Files, um, yes. All right, Scott, what's your least favorite thing about being in Paris? Uh, what's my least favorite thing about being in Paris? Like, what's something I miss? Or no, what's it's like, like, what's your least favorite thing about being in Paris? It could be, your least favorite thing could be that you miss something. Um. Hmm. Um. I like. I like being here. It's like it is. It is. Um. It'd be nice to be closer to friends and family. Sure. That's kind of like. There's times where it's like you just feel the. You know, it's a long ways away. Yeah, it is far. It is really far. Los Angeles to France is. Uh, it's a bear. It's, I've done that flight a lot. It's a beast flight. Oh, it's the flight. It's the flight that's so long where it's like, I'm good for like seven hours. Like you put me on a flight for seven hours and I'm like, eh. And then it's the seven hour mark. I'm like, oh, fuck. Come on. I have four more hours. It's crazy. It's long. I've flown once uh, from Reykjavik. Not Reykjavik. Helsinki. Yeah. To Los Angeles. Oh, straight? Yeah. That was That's got to be like 13. 14 hours. Australia's far. I've done that a couple times. That's that's 14 hours-ish. Do you think far. That, do you think that Australia like knows how far away they are from places and how inconvenient it is to get to? Or do you well, think they're like, why don't you come visit us? And we're like, fuck you, it's so far. Um, I mean, I've gone, so I don't really have that. Attitude. I've never been. I enjoy it. I don't know if there's a scenario where I, where I will ever go to Australia. Really? I mean, I, I love Australian the Australian people. You know, I love their neighbors, New Zealand. But I just feel like it's such a long flight. For what? Upside down America? Well, now you've, you're just being reductive <laughs> to the people you love. You just said you loved. I know. You guys aren't You don't America. love them? America's so fucked up. You guys aren't us. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like, you know what? I didn't mean that. I didn't I take it all back. I didn't mean any of that. I meant the first part where I said I enjoyed you all. But you didn't mean to shit on I'd them. I'd love to go to, like, Sydney or... Uh, Sydney's great. I haven't been to Melbourne. I've been to Adelaide. Perth. I'd like to go to Perth. I've been to Perth either, which is on the far side, right? Yeah, 
Haven't been there. I like to go into the center where no one is. You know, where you can just drive across that desert in a dune uh-huh. buggy. That'd be fun. I haven't died. I just sort of stuck to the, the East Coast when I was there. Scott, I'm staring across the way at, at your neighboring apartment building, and there's people outside on some sort of patio type thing that seem to be having a good time. Well, they got a little baguette, and they got some wine. I mean, that's what we should be doing. We should have a fucking glass of white wine. What the fucking- fuck? Yeah, this what is wrong with us? It's Saturday. It is Saturday. Samedi. It's Samedi. Samedi, and we're and we're recording Padiki. We did it. We're doing it. We have. Uh, and we you have, have to come all the way back to Paris before it happens again. It's crazy, right? Or sometimes I'm in New York. Yeah, but you know, I'm not in LA that much. Then I have to go to New York, which is like out of the question. You have to go to New York. No, I if I would have to go to New York to do the podcast. Yeah, we don't have a sponsor. Anymore. I dragged this podcasting equipment thousands of miles for this reason. For or this, because of for this you reason. And Dory? No, Dory and I could have cranked it out before, before. we left, which we but did. We did dedicated. one. We did one before we left, and then it was like became a thing where like if I bring the equipment, we can do a Matt and Dory's excellent adventure, but we could also do a Phoebe. So I it's said, true. you know what? We're going to do, do it. And you did it. And you hauled a lot of it. And we're here. There's so now much. Now it's happening. There's so much we do for you guys. I, uh, yeah. Infrequently, but when it does happen. Do we have a Phoebe Reads for you? I don't know. Do we? You mean, do I have? No, like, do, have do you have, have you read a book that you enjoyed? You know how, like, you know how people I love do have a Phoebe. Phoebe Reads. I do. Okay. Guys, it's time for Phoebe Reads. Okay. Here is my recommendation. Uh-huh. I, I love it. thought this was thoroughly excellent. I've read his other books, which I don't know if that... What was it? A Phoebe All-Star? Phoebe, Phoebe Superstar. Well, is it an All-Star or a Superstar? No. Who are we talking about here? I'm talking about author Michael Lewis. Oh, Michael Lewis is a Phoebe Reed Superstar. Moneyball. Moneyball, Blindside, Blindside. Flash Big Boys, Short, Big Short, Boomerang, and his latest novel, mm-hmm. which is fantastic, yep. is called The Undoing Project, Ooh. how a Nobel Prize winning theory of the mind altered our perception of reality. So <clears throat> um, what Lewis says is that when he was writing Moneyball, mm-hmm. One of the reviews that he read was like, you've described what happened and you've described that there's bias in the way people think, but you didn't talk about why people have those biases. Uh-huh. And he was like, these two guys, um, Daniel Kahneman, I might get their names wrong, and Amos Tversky um, did all these studies on exactly that. And so he w- was like, oh, who are they? So he kind of went down the... The rabbit hole. 40 years ago, Israeli psychologist Daniel Kahneman mm-hmm. and Amos Tversky wrote a series of breathtakingly original studies undoing our assumptions about the decision-making process. Their papers showed the ways in which the human mind erred systematically when forced to make judgments in uncertain situations. Their work created the field of behavior, behavioral economics, oh. revolutionized big data studies, Advanced evidence-based medicine led to a new approach to government regulation and made much of Michael Lewis's own work possible. Wow. Yep. And this is from Michael Lewis. It's from Michael Lewis. About Michael Lewis. <laughs> About Michael Lewis. Um, well, the, the origins of that is how he got interested in the subject. And he doesn't. it's not actually in the book. Uh-huh. It's not like the first chapter is that. Right. The beginning of the book is about um, a little bit about like um, the same kind of Moneyball thing, but in the NBA. Oh, oh sure, yeah, yeah. And then it talks about um, the guy, yeah, the manager. I think he's the manager, or whatever. The Houston Rockets. Rockets. That guy's a uh, yes, big, uh, big stat guy. Yep. So they talk to him, and then it evolves, and then it gets into um, the story of the two guys and and who they are and and their career together, and um, it's fantastic. And then there's all these studies they created 
that were like that you can read and actually read those examples that they were giving to people. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that's been the thing that I read really quickly. I've read I've read a few things since I've been here, but that was the one that I devoured, Matt. Yeah? Yes. Well, Scott, this week's fee breed is a special one for me. It's called Startup, a novel. Who who wrote that? Well, Scott, thanks for asking. It was written by uh, BuzzFeed writer Dory Shafrir. She sounds so familiar. She is really the smartest person I've ever seen write a book. Uh, she <sighs> is uh, just crushing it right now. Uh, got a Kirkus Starred review. Uh, it's gotten really good reviews. Right now, It's if you're in the Book of the Month Club... Uh, it's one of the selections for April. What's it called again? Startup, a novel. And who is the writer of this book? Dory Shafrir. Huh. And you can... That name sounds familiar. It's very familiar. But you can pre-order the book on uh, Amazon. Amazon. Right uh, and that book is, uh, if you want to know what it is, it's a novel. It's sa- it's in the humor satire section of Amazon for some strange reason. It is funny. Uh, it's about the New York startup scene. Is it satirical? It is. It is. All right. Then why is it weird that it's uh, because in that it wasn't written like as a satire, at least according gotcha. to the author. I mean, I don't know. I could get some information from the author and maybe we come. You back. could do that. Um, but uh, it's startup novel. It's funny. It's a page turner. It's a very good summer book. Like it's a good like you want to keep reading it on the beach kind of book. Uh, Alex got her hands on a copy, and she did. She's been reading it uh, since we gave it to her. We got a personalized copy of it, and you, did. you got a personalized first edition. And she's reading it, and then I will read it when I get back from New York. That's because Matt came all the way to Paris, and tomorrow I leave for New York. For two days. I know Scott's gone while we're here. I'll have to leave. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. My trip moved. Um, but we're gonna be doing. Uh, you know, uh, Phoebe, every time I come to Paris. So you're going to come back. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's a long flight. It is a long flight. It's, it's less a, of a long flight from New York. Yeah, it worked out. We left from New York. Yeah, we are flying back to straight. LA straight. Ooh, yeah, I've done it. So it's, it's, get it's, ready. It's, it's going to be a thing. Uh, so that's it. That's your fee breeds. Please pre-order Dory Shafir's book. It's a uh, Dory is Matt's wife. What? Let him know. Tell what? him. They know. They're well, listeners. Oh, my they gosh. Know. Please order her book. Uh, helps. And Michael Lewis is my wife. So there you go. Michael Lewis is is Scott's wife. <laughs> Do you have a Michael Lewis impression? Uh, what are the stats on that? <laughs> wow. That's pretty good. Um, I write books. If we get to a thousand pre-orders, we're gonna do. Dory and I do a podcast together about our trying. What's it called? To have a, a baby. It's called uh, Matt, Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. E G G Excellent Adventure. Uh, my wife and I do a podcast every week where we talk about what we're going through with IVF. Um, we also talk to other people who are going through it. We take emails. We take voicemails. We talk to everybody, and we do a. Uh, it's a it's a it's a good pie i mean there's so much to know about ivf that i don't know that we'll ever be done with the podcast but and every every like scenario you think oh this could only be happening to me we find that people you know we get emails from people who are like no this was me too and then they share their story so it's a very interactive podcast it's really a lot of fun uh you can find that on itunes it's matt and dory's excellent adventure and if we get a thousand pre-orders of Dory's book, we're very close to that number. We're going to do a bonus episode of that podcast. Bonus episode. And uh, it's going to be good times. Scott. Is it? I think so. We're going to do our I last. I always remember this sketch from, uh, it was an SCTV uh-huh. sketch. And it was, I think it was called Perry Como Almost Live. And he was like, for some reason, he was like laying down the whole time. <laughs> so he was like singing his song, but he was like completely horizontal on the couch. They like rolled him out. That's how you feel right now. That's how I feel. I don't even have jet lag though. Scott, do you realize that? Although I do, I did. I've I've gone back and forth a lot because we moved here. The dogs. 
it's been uh life just started to settle down a little bit and then you showed up the dogs the dogs are here and i pups are here so happy to see the dogs and i have to recommend if you're vacationing it's martin short oh play it close to the microphone <laughs> yes, Perry Como is still alive. That's Eugene Levy. think of the show well some people call him mr relaxation i thought tonight's show was a little up tempo but he's still my favorite entertainer last time i saw him was 14 years ago in the holy land It goes on a long time. Holy shit, that's a long sketch. I just love when he's lying. I love He's literally in a bed with the covers over him. I'm a disco. Perry Como is back, and he's never been so relaxed. Perry Como is still alive in his spectacular, exciting new act. What did you think of the show? Well, yeah, right, like, we really liked it, you know. Like, of course, we've got his albums and all, but just to see him live is great, you know. It's really, it's a relaxation. We really like him a lot, don't we, yeah? Just love the show. Perry Como is still alive this Friday night at the Civic Arena. They didn't know how to edit themselves back then. Goodbye. <laughs> and they didn't need to. It's still going. Perry Como. Anyways, where wait, is Perry Como dead? I don't know. Not 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 as long as that sketch lives. No, I mean like my question is like the real guy. Sketch was about Perry Como and the fact that he was old and you know and I and and I wonder if he. I feel like he. You think he's still alive? I feel like he. If he died, it was. Not that long ago. All right, it was 2001 he died. Perry Como. 1912 to 2001. Boom. 88 years old, that Perry Como. Scott, do you hope, how, how, how long do you hope to live? Me? Yeah. Um, I don't know. 90. 90 feels good. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a you decent hit, one. You hit the nines. We used a Perry Como like... song in Dogma. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Which song? Well, let me just play it for you. Oh, Scott's going to play it for us. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Magic moments. Two lights are caring. Or something. It's when you first see Jay and Bob, right? It's when they're in the diner. Yeah. Yeah. That's not it. Um, yeah, it was in the diner. Yep. Yep. Boy, and guys. The moment we kiss. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know the song. Guys, I hope you enjoyed your Parisian Phoebe. The most miles ever traveled. Paris Phoebe. The most miles ever traveled for a podcast. Probably. I'm sure that that's like a claim that you could kind I'm sure of that like it's also not true. I'm sure like... <laughs> Ira, I will say Ira that it's Glass. not true. Ira Glass probably went to Belize at some point. No, no, something. no. I'll say it's all, uh, the reason I'll say it's not true is because I flew all the way to Adelaide, Australia, to do a live show with Kevin. 
I was there for 48 hours. I flew from LA to Sydney to Adelaide. Uh huh. Then the next day did the show and then I flew all the way home the next day. Oof. And that was long. That's brutal. I was like landing in Sydney is like 14 hours and then an hour delay and then another two hour flight. I don't envy it, guys. So I win. I don't envy it. Scott wins. Scott wins. Boom, I'm up. I'm standing up. Scott wins. Thanks for feebing with us, everybody. We will uh, be back at some point. Who knows when. Next (laughs) year. This podcast, the beauty of this podcast is... Welcome to the fat-sized Parisian (laughs) annual. It never dies, guys. Uh, Thank you for keeping us in your podcast feed and uh, always holding out hope. In the end, we came through. And we'll come through again. We just don't know when. In the words. Oh. You fucking almost, you I, fucking. Uh, in the words of the greatest <laughs> actors of our generation, or any generation, really, Mr. Denzel Washington. Mr. Mark Wahlberg. Make, Make it, it rain. rain. You I still haven't seen that movie. I still <laughs> haven't seen it. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.